LSG Media presents a Game of Thrones podcast. And we're live for Game of Thrones. The bells, ringy bells lately. No. We're here. Um... So Facebook, our Facebook group has been pretty contentious today. Yeah, they have. Um, people that don't like the episode, people that don't like the people that like the episode, um, people that don't like the episode, that don't like people that like the episode, and uh, just general uh, general tomfoolery to the point where even our illustrious leadership has been called into question for creating such a vile and toxic waste pit. Whatever. Full of trend-seeking 43-year-old white men. Don't worry. I'm not seeking trends by complaining. Trust me. Well, I love Lost. Are. Bye. Hey, I have a bottle of uh, Elijah Craig Small Batch 1789, typically reserved, uh, Kentucky Straight, by the way, typically reserved for when I do my Tamulus talks. But today, I'm going to have a little bit of this, and I'm going to take it right out of the bottle like a true drunk, because i got to pour a couple out for some homies. So, homie number one, Jamie Lannister. Oh. Writers did you dirty. They did you so dirty, Jamie. Mm. I'll drink my Seven Moons wine after Seven Kingdoms. That's pretty good. Um, so that's my opening. I have low energy tonight. Um, typically, I we do these on Tuesday. I haven't had a time to really sit with my thoughts too much. So this is going to be an interesting take on this episode. We're just kind of going to go through it, I guess. Talk about it. Chat about it. Talk about the things we uh, like. Talk about the things we don't like. And... Um, Kind of do what we always do, Jessica. Oh, I'm ready. Um, I can't read you at all. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Based on your general energy level, I hmm. think you're pretty disappointed. Because hmm. typically, if you're not, you're a lot more energetic. Hmm. Um, your quietness is sus- suspicious, however. Which <laughs> makes me think you, you might like this episode more than I think. Which, boy, talk about shattering expectations for everyone who is sitting around waiting for you to, you know, really, as in some of their words, bring nothing to the table, say boyfriend, <laughs> say uh, say all these things that they just hate so much to where they keep listening to the podcast <laughs> instead of turning it the fuck off, <laughs> deleting it, because I don't give a fuck, and listening to the hundreds of others out there for, guess what, another one episode. So, to all you guys, go fuck yourself. How's that for Burning King's Landing? Y'all like Danny so much, I'm about to torch all of your asses. Trash queen. So take that. Forever. Um, so we're starting off on the right foot here, because I don't give a shit. I like them apples. Guess I'm just a, another don't give a fuck white guy, because I hope Grey Worm gets a sword through his chest, because fuck that guy. Yeah, Grey Worm is boring as fuck, and he needs to go on a diet and go to the gym. I don't know what- Dad bod. He, he got did dirty by the writers. Just like every other so character on. on this fucking show. Let me pop a... I'm actually going to pop a drink for Grey Worm. Uh, me too. I'm going to too, because I like Grey Worm for that one episode. That one Cheers episode? Grey Worm. He was the man, but now he's got to die. And that's just the Game of Thrones way. I'm sick of his face every time I see it. Mm. I tell you, he's been mean mugging people. Mean mugging Varys, mean mugging John, mean mugging everybody. Yeah, I don't like it. And when he was slaughtering innocents, I think he was just... John's like, I'm sorry, it's going to be Keanu Reeves. Grey Worm, why are you killing innocent people? You're like ready for like John Wick. You're like <laughs> straight Keanu Reeves. Grey Worm, why are you killing innocent people? 
And Gremlin's like, I got a hall pass from the white lady, motherfucker. And then he throws a spear into a surrendered man through his chest and starts slaughtering people. Like, hey, let's, why don't we burn up these small children and He's families? like, the white lady that came to the hall pass is doing it. Meanwhile, she's burning down fucking orphanages and shit. So here we are. Nuclear powers unleashed. You know, it's funny that Kim, Kim Jong-un has showed more restraint with all of his power with nuclear weapons than Danny has shown with hers. <laughs> so I don't know. Let's talk about it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not ranting today. I just don't have it in me. I rant every day. That's all I got. Coming at this in a much, much different way. I'm probably going to be snarky and sarcastic, and that's just the way it's going to be. Okay, then. So, overall impressions? <laughs> Why? 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 Why did you take every character on the show and turn them into a piece of shit? Why did I watch all these episodes for this to be where we ended up? Why has it been eight years of my life waiting for the death of Cersei Lannister for her to be crushed by a bunch of fucking rocks while Jamie held her? Why? Why did I watch him fuck Bran last week for this? Can you tell me? Because the whole time I was watching that scene the first time, do you know what I thought? Can't wait to strangle Cersei. It's coming. It's coming. Then he didn't. You know what? I watched it again this morning. Okay? And I still thought, no, this time. He's going to strangle her. He didn't. And you know what, guys? I was feeling real optimistic. So I watched it one more time before the podcast. And guess what? Three times as well. Guess what? (laughs) He still didn't fucking strangle her. So I'm mad. I'm mad about that. There are about two things in this episode that I'm not mad about. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you a little tonight. Oh, good. I'm going to challenge you to, so a couple things. Number one, um, as Nathan coined the term death math. Yeah. It's not about death math quite quite so much, is it? No, I'm fine with all everybody who died. I'm just not happy about how they died. Correct. Any of them. So so calm down. So I gotta jump on you quick tonight because I'll lose control of you. So that means death math doesn't quite work. It's more about execution in the story. Right? Yes. Yeah. Guess what? Every single death in this episode was stupid. Didn't like one of them. I'm trying to think real hard and it's it's a struggle. So Didn't let's. Like let's oh yeah, okay. I like Kyburn. Oh, Kyburn, he's great. Love All right, death. let's let's on start point. on a positive note. What okay. do you like about the bells? Are you ready? Yes. The scene with Arya and the Hound. Okay, I'm done. That's it. <laughs> no, it's not true. I guess there are a couple other things I liked, but that was far and away the high point of the episode. Nothing else touches it. Is the moment, and I don't mean Jamie and Tyrion, and that was also good. That would be my second high because they're always good together. Yep. Um, but Varys. That was bullshit. They did Varys dirty. They Tyrion did. did fucking Varys dirty. Varys should not have died. Well, the writers kind of did Varys a little dirty. Like, so I, I really like the Varys stuff initially, but we're all over the place. This is just the way it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, initially, but but I was also like, when I sat back and I thought about Varys, I thought, man, he's, it's almost like he's a little sloppy. Like, unlike Varys, normally he's very calculated about where he is when he makes moves. Now, he has a time crunch, so as from a writing standpoint, I guess I'll give him that. He has a bit of a time crunch, but he always seemed to, it's not like the first time he's dealt with a king that, that swims could change at any moment. He could die. I mean, he fucking served many kings. And, um, I, I just thought, is he, is he being a little sloppy? Like, is he, is he being a little sloppy for Varys? Varys is usually pretty tight with his stuff, but, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. So. I don't know why I'm saying that. Like I said, I'm all over the place. Why don't we, um, 
why don't we, um, and the, the chat saying, this is GRM's vision. This is GRM's idea. I don't know if it's his execution though. So we'll see how it goes down in the books. I guess we'll, we won't know until it actually happens, but all that aside, um, I, I gotta be honest with you. I, I kind of liked the first, I don't know. I, I was for, for season eight. I was actually kind of happy for like 35 minutes. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Because it starts with, um, so some other things that I think are really good in this episode. I think there's some great visual elements. Oh yeah. The, this stuff, when Arya, who is basically, don't even get me started about the use of, the wasted use of Arya so she could be the, the, the eyes of the audience because they needed to have someone we knew running through King's Landing, even though it made no sense in the story. That's fine. Um, I shouldn't have watched like the thing with, with Benny Off and Weiss after the show. So I just here. watched it today for the first time and it literally made me want to fucking strangle them to death. The both of them. Like Cersei should have done, uh, like James should have done yeah, Cersei. Like James should have done Cersei. I want to strangle them to death because mm-hmm. um, they were so annoying. But it, it looked gorgeous. And by gorgeous, you know, the, the death and destruction of an entire city mm-hmm. was beautiful. Right, right. Truly beautiful. Great yeah. cinematography. Someone, I don't know who, I'm sorry. Someone in the comments somewhere on the Facebook page, I was trying to read a ton of them today, said, this episode had a lot of problems. The cinematography was not one of them. I agree. It looked beautiful. Cinematography was great. Yeah. Looked nice. Uh, a lot of specific shots I like as we're talking about the beginning here. Just the stuff with Varys, the the way they lit his chamber, um, the sound of the boots coming. That was kind of a cool use of sound. The sound of the boots coming and he just looks at the door and he knows that the gig is up. Um, that stuff was effective. There's a lot of the, the, as we've said sort of forever is the, the actors really elevate the, the show. And, um, when you, give your actor shit. Hmm. when you give them stuff to do, right. I think, I think the show, in my opinion, I think the show's quality has descended over time. And, um, and I think in my opinion, and, and this is total speculation, this is total, uh, cognitive bias, I believe that Benioff and Weiss are not as committed as they once were in the beginning. Now, there's a lot of stuff going on between them, George R. R. Martin, where he was with the books, where he said he was going to be with the books, what they had to go on, what they didn't have to go on. So there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that the layman, you and I, Jessica, everyone else, don't really know and we can't really grasp. We don't... We This is me. This is going to be, be my most generous. We don't really know what it's like to run a show. But what we do know is that as an audience and as podcasters, as people who watch this and think about things objectively and don't just pump our fists and go, hee, 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 yeah, we, we are going to analyze things a certain way. And some information we're not going to have. So we can only go off the information we have, right? Sure. And that is, it feels like they stopped caring as much as they did in the beginning. And I don't think that's a horrible crime against humanity. I think a lot of people do this with creative projects. I think their their interest wanes over time. It's just a fucking bummer that after watching it for a decade, it's sort of gone downhill. Let's be let's be real here. And I and I think and I think I think there's a lot of fucking problems with this episode. And because it's the end of many characters it really makes you wonder what a lot of the setup was for. Yes. And it's not about, and yes, people, people, people who get critical of people who are critical, which is such a meta mind fuck. I don't even know what are fond of saying. It's not going the way you want it to go. It's not going the way we want it to go. Right. That's not inaccurate. We want it to go a certain way based off of the way we've seen the characters go for X amount of time. But 
All of that minutia aside, it really just comes down for me to execution. We can talk about the behind the scenes stuff with these guys. We can talk about the stuff with these guys. We can talk about my expectations versus your expectations versus what you'll look past and what I'll look past and blah, blah, fucking blah. Nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. Some people argue better than others. Some people don't. All that matters is to the individual watching it is did they execute the show in a way that's satisfactory to you? And if you don't think so, you're not a bad person. You don't lack perspective. It's not because you didn't read the fucking books because you can only go off the show. Okay. And I think sometimes you just need perspective on all that. And the reality is, meh, Game of Thrones, meh. It's too bad that I have to say that. I agree because all I want to do is like the end of this fucking show. That's all I want. Of course. Okay. And listen. Wait, wait. I thought it was trendy not to like it. No. All I want to do is like this fucking show. Okay. And listen, I'm, I'm the biggest fucking advocate for loss of all time. And I know they did a shitty job at the end of that. And they did a lot of characters wrong. Okay. And I still will, you know, go to bat for it any day. And I'll go to bat for Game of Thrones. This is a good show. And the writers are really fucking their show right now this season. It is a bad job. The one thing I will give Lost is they at least did right by their characters. They just didn't do right by solving their mysteries and whatever, blah, blah, bullshit. Like, this show is literally taking their characters and making them into people they're not. Yep. Who the fuck is Tyrion? Who is this guy? Why is he so stupid? Oh, he sells Varys out, but he's going to free Jamie. And then the writers afterwards are like, Varys is his best friend other than his brother. Okay, really? Really? But he's going to sell him the fuck out and free Jamie? Like, come on, that's inconsistent. Uh, oh, God, don't even... I'm so mad about the fucking shit with Jamie and Cersei in this episode that well, we, we're gonna have to wait to come I know. to that. It's let's, really let's, hard. Let's, it's fucking hard. Let's work our way through it. Um let's talk about Tyrion and Varys. Yeah, I'm mad. Okay. Talk to me about it objectively as a storyteller, as how it was executed on the screen. Tyrion went to Varys with this information for a reason. Mm-hmm. Okay. He then fucked Varys over, sold Varys up to Danny when you know that this is what I don't understand. The show has been trying to show us that like Tyrion is getting nervous about Danny, and he's starting to think like, is this a mistake? This is why he tells Varys in the first place is because he has that inkling and they're trying to show us that. And then he just turns around as the complete opposite. He sells his best friend out to be murdered, to be killed in front of him. I, I do like that Tyrion says that it was him to mm-hmm. Varys at the end. Yep. Um, that was a nice moment. Um, but beyond that, it, it's Tyrion's, over the past, and Tyrion's character has been declining over the past couple of seasons. This is not a just now this season thing. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's angering now because of everything else. Sure, but they really have struggled with Tyrion. Tyrion went from being the smartest character on the show to making so many mistakes that that are out of character for him. And I don't know if it's just because they have a hard time writing him and they don't know how to do it. But this to me is a perfect example of that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a challenge. You know, I I didn't. I don't want to be one of those people who beats the source material drum, but there are times where I go, boy, there's something to it. It's not everything, but there's something to it. And, um, and it's a, and it's a struggle. Uh, but, but again, like I said, it's all about the execution and the way we see it reasons be damned. And you're right. Um, he's a character that's kind of declined over time. It's, it's really an odd choice. Like I understand Tyrion freeing his brother. No question. Absolutely. Jamie freed him. I could see him freeing, I could see him freeing Jamie. The connection between Tyrion and Jamie has always been very strong. It's a high point of this episode, in my opinion. And, um, and, and it, that said, 
if circumstances were a little bit different in the way they executed this, I could see him. I, I, the way it goes down, I don't really see him selling out Varys. Um, I also feel like Varys would have maybe insulated himself a little bit from some of these repercussions. That's something he's always been good at. Yeah, that's why I didn't pick him to die in my Deadpool, guys. <laughs> and now he's dead. But it's, it's, what do you think? Is there, is there any way, let's, let's, let's indulge one of our listeners who says, can we try to think of a reason why the writers would want to do this? And if there is one there, do we try to see if there's something there? I, I do not know. I cannot find a reason. When it's clear that Tyrion is, is concerned about Danny and her behavior, it's clear that he's thinking that there needs to be something more than just Danny as the ruler. It's clear that he's nervous. He's afraid of her. He's essentially admitted that. He obviously told Varys for a reason, and it wasn't to get Varys killed. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck did he tell Varys? Okay? Of, all, of all people. Why did he tell Varys if he didn't want the word to spread? It doesn't make sense. It yep. literally doesn't make sense. This was written into the show so they could kill Varys. Correct. And Tyrion could have betrayed him. They could be like, oh my God, look what happened with Tyrion and Varys. That's literally why. It was the shock value of Varys' death and Tyrion being like, I betrayed you. That's Sa- it. You know, sadly, I think when I, when I, when I try to indulge uh, the better part of my nature as it relates to Benioff and Weiss, I start to ask myself, what, what is the possible motivation here for this to happen this way? And a lot of times I think it's because they just want to be done with this thing because they're looking to fill a little bit of screen time because they're trying to sort of manufacture drama. And look, they're 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 making a, they're trying to make an entertaining show. They're trying to make it full of drama and all of this good stuff. But when it comes to the compromise of characters who've been around for six seven years, it starts to get a little odd. It makes us all go, "What's going on here?" Um, it's unfortunate. It it's unfortunate that Tyrion did what he did. So the question becomes: Are we seeing a descent? We've we've been seeing a descent in the writing of Tyrion. Do we think this is, because we see the trajectory of Tyrion over the past few seasons, do we think this is still out of character for him to betray Varys, even though he's been kind of declining over time? Yes. We still think it is. I, this like, And I can make up fucking stupid reasons for the Jamie and Cersei shit, which I still makes me want to kill myself. But like, I can't. This to me is like unforgivable, like right. writing. It just, it doesn't make sense because- Tyrion telling Varys and knowing who Varys is as a person knew what was going to happen with that information. Yeah. I'm sorry. He did. Unless he's an idiot all of a sudden. Unless all the drinking he's done has killed a bunch of fucking brain cells <laughs> and now he's stupid. Yep. Now he's a stupid person. Right. Right. I think, I, I kind of feel like, so there's a couple things going on here. The dynamic between Tyrion and Varys, I think, I think Varys... Varys trusting Tyrion was clearly a mistake. Yeah. That, um, that Varys would not make. Right. Probably not. No matter how close he's been with Tyrion for his entire life, Varys has never trusted anybody except Varys. Okay? Right. And he typically has contingency plans. So, anyway, Varys is um, Varys is led down. Some great cinematography of him being arrested. Grey Worm mean mugs him. Oh, sorry. And he gets brought down to the beach. Uh, very much reminiscent of Stannis burning up people on the beach, same place where hmm. Stannis executed people. Isn't that funny? 
Stannis, the, by comparison, merciful and just leader. So just, <laughs> so merciful. Yeah. All he did was burn his daughter alive this one time. <laughs> not, not hundreds of daughters. Yeah. <laughs> we thought Stannis was a villain. <laughs> what a joke. Bring him back. Hashtag bring back Stannis. Someone start that shit. Come on. He's the true king. He's the, he should sit on the Iron Throne. Remember that moment when he rode through the fucking woods to Jon Snow's rescue? And then I loved him. He oh. was a boyfriend. Oh, I do. That I was remember. a moment. It was that, beautiful. That, remember when? Get Taylor Galloway on when. here. Remember when? Where's Taylor Galloway? But uh, yeah, sadly, Tyrion, we see that right away. He goes to see Danny, and he, you know, she's looking like she's on a bender. Dude, what the fuck with Danny's makeup and shit? I get it. She's going crazy. We all get it. <laughs> no, we need to paint her eyes black. We get it. She's going fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> she probably fucking, Miss Sandy was probably her makeup girl. Yes. That's oh my happened. God. Now she's like, fuck, what do I do? She's like, I don't know how to do this by myself. I'm trying to put on mascara. I can't get it done. I don't have any of my liberated slave people to help me. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway. Um, so awesome cinematography, I guess is what I'm trying to say when Varys uh, heads down. I agree. That looked incredible to me. Um, him walking down. What a champ Varys is. I love Varys. I mean, what a champ. He's a cool dude. He is. It, it's funny, you know, we, when we think about these characters, we, uh, obviously everything they do comes at the behest of the writing, so... We always have that out of going, it's not the character, it's the writers. They did the character dirty, right? <laughs> it's always the case. But um, stoic as hell on his, when he, when he died. And he would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Varys went out like Varys. Varys, I, I miss him. Yeah. And I picked him to live in my Deadpool and I'm so sad. Yeah, it looked pretty awesome when Drogon came out of shadow, menaced him a little bit. Drogon's pretty fucking evil. And then um, just... John stands out there like a little bitch. Oh, yeah. Oh God. Oh, um. Did you catch the moment where he was trying to poison Danny? I don't think. Yeah. Some people I, missed I that. I know every. No. Is that true? Mm-hmm. I think that's just speculation. Where has that been proven to be true? Um. I think it's it's as proven to be true as any interpretation of television with anything you watch. I guess. Okay. So Danny doesn't want to eat her food. So that means Varys is poisoning her. Yeah. Because the internet says so. Because the girl says she's not eating. The girl works in the kitchen, and he's like, ah. Varys seems upset, but why does Varys care if she's eating or not? I don't know, but I still don't think I'm not on board with that theory. Bye. And if that is true, they should have done a better job. Why? Because you missed it? Yeah. So if I knew Varys was trying to poison her, maybe I'd be less mad that she burned him alive. Well, now you know. Think, I don't know because it's not thoughts. true. So ask yourself some questions. Come on, give it's me a, a fucking theory. inch here. It's a theory. Okay, so a girl, a little girl, a little, a little bird works in the kitchen, reports that she's not eating. Why does he care about that information? Maybe he just wants to know what she's up and to. And then she says, I'm being watched. Clearly, he's setting up to poison her. I don't think that that's clear at all. I think that that's wicked speculation. It's not, it's not wicked speculation. It's just not on the nose 100% accurate. No. I mean, uh, obvious. But I don't think that it's, you can also say it's 100% true. I think you can say, like, that's how I interpreted this. Like, that's fair. I don't, I don't think that that's enough for us to be like, oh, 100% that's true. Okay. I, I happened to think that was the case, but um, maybe I'm wrong about that. So um, after all that, Varys gets led away and burned to death. R.I.P. Varys. Doesn't make a noise. And um, that's that. Yeah. R.I.P. Varys. You did good work. Chaos is not a ladder. <laughs> 
I don't know. No, I, I, hope, I would hope the concussive force that we've seen just annihilate Brick. I hope it was enough to just turn him into a puddle of mush before he felt much pain. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not That's sure. question. And then um, Danny, uh, Danny has a meeting with Grey Worm. Oh, is this something I tuned out because I was so annoyed? <laughs> well, it's part of the episode and we have to talk about it. So unannoy yourself and get ready to talk. How do you like them apples? Okay, go ahead. So um, she's holding. <laughs> this is disgusting. I can't. This is so bad. This is also terrible writing. Here, Grey Worm, I have something for you of Masandi's. It was her fucking chains. <laughs> what the fuck? Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> Um, is, are, are we just showing him toss the thing in the fire? What's, what's your interpretation of that? There is no interpretation other than this is stupid. He's saying I will never be chained. You think so? Give me some McDonald's. (laughs) 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 Feed me. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking funny, dude. Give me some McDonald's. Give me the filet fish. <laughs> Before we march on King's Landing, could you get to me two quarter pounder with cheese? Listen, his girlfriend's dead. He's going to let himself fucking go, okay? It's it's two things. You're in the long-term relationship. You let yourself go. You don't want to look cute anymore. Your girlfriend dies. You let yourself go. You don't go look cute anymore. And you know what? And then then women still like you. It's like, oh, poor Grey Worm. He lost his woman. It's okay that he got fat. <laughs> Yeah, he has, um, you know what his problem is? He has no chin. His problem is that he put on a lot of weight. Put on some weight, but he's, he's, got, a, he's got a chin issue. That's okay, you know? Sometimes <laughs> when you get your um, dick and balls removed at the wrong age, you just don't kind of grow the same. I'm going to be honest. You know, that's what they say when they neuter dogs is they always put on a lot of weight after. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's why people don't want to neuter their dogs. Thanks, they're stupid. Okay, sorry. So he tosses it in the thing, and that's kind of that. All right. The end of that wasted scene. <laughs> Move it on. <laughs> There's a lot of fun, guys. I'm having John a great time. Snow and Danny. <laughs> <I like it. laughs> the scene was funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fucking fun, actually. My favorite part about the my favorite part about the scene is like Danny all being like, hey. Let me try and seduce you. And John's like, oh, I'm starting to remember you're my aunt now. That's real weird. (laughs) (laughs) She's like literally like that girl who like the guy's like, listen, um, I don't want to be with you anymore. Like, I can't be with you anymore. There's just too much going on. And she's like, let me give you a blowjob first. (laughs) Please, please let me. (laughs) Like, what the fuck, Joke's on her because they let her still take a hike. Get your shit together. Oh my God, I can't. Do you know what she reminds me of? Uh, I know this is going to be probably out of touch for you, but. Sure. A lot of listeners hopefully will get this, especially since we cover this movie. But she's basically become Commodus from um, from Gladiator. Sure, I don't know what that and means. And she's like, all I want is to be loved. Love me. I want the people to love me, the people of Rome. That's all she wants. That's all she wants to be loved and hugged and told she's oh, special. And, uh, yeah, doesn't quite go the way she wants that too. But John's like, I am not into that type of thing. Okay. Bye. Uh, what do you think of, uh, this logic, which a lot of Danny apologists are using, by the way, I even saw one guy on the Facebook group, write Something like Jamie did kill Cersei because he didn't rescue her. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) I'm like, that's some fucking hilarious shit. That's basically, that's kind of like Danny logic. She's like, 
Sansa killed Varys as much as anyone. I'm like, really? Not the one who ordered the dragon to roast him alive? <laughs> Danny, I'm going to punch you in the face. No, you can't. I can't. Can't strike the queen. That's a death penalty I'm right gonna there. I'm going to punch her. Oh my God, I want to strangle her. She's so annoying. I can't wait till Arya murders her in the next episode. Ugh. Anyway. Well, <clears throat> so, um, you want to talk to me about this? What? I already talked to you about it, I feel. Awesome. <laughs> so that's about as deep as we're going to go with Daenerys. Thank you for tuning in for five seasons. Yeah, she's going crazy. Listen, I can only give as much to the show as the writers are going to give to the show, okay? I can't give more than them. I think we're going to hit this 55-minute mark and be done, which is kind of exciting because I got shit to do tonight. Yeah, me too. All right. That's not true. I don't have anything to do tonight. <laughs> so um, they make out a little. And, uh, no, she's they like, don't make out a little. John's like, I can't do no, it. No, a little bit. It's like that that um that forbidden makeout, you know, like that flowers in the attic type makeout. You're like, oh shit, you're my thought, brother. Though. I thought that was the Jamie and Cersei makeout. <laughs> no, they just like make out, like normal people you know make what? out, like your buddy, like your boyfriend that you meet in high school make out. You okay, know what? high five for Jamie and Cersei, really going for it. They just went for it like the nine siblings, like they just met in the streets. <laughs> yep, they didn't. Failure would only the Targaryens wish they could have done. Oh, what a dream. Hey, remember how like Cersei was pregnant and we thought that like mattered towards shit, but dozens of rage is fucking dead. Mm. Sorry, I'm still I'm so salty about this shit. I was thinking a lot about Cersei today. I think that's another miss. Cersei? Yeah. Oh. She's been a great character, to be true, truth be told. Fantastic character. And she's kind of just been like standing around glowering. They really fucked up with Cersei <laughs> and Jamie. And all the Lannisters. Those every Lannister they fucked. Oh yeah. She makes except Tywin. He died properly. Underestimating oh, his son. Um, what'd you say? I said Tywin was the best. Say it again. Tywin was the best. Nice. Bring him back. Not as good as like Jorah, but whatever. <laughs> hey, um, by the way, I like in the chat where Matthew Lewis says she made out with his beard. It's true. <laughs> oh my god. Well, let's talk about um let's talk about our guy Tyrion. Let's talk about him um trying to convince um uh, Danny of some stuff. Do you want to talk to me about this dialogue? Um, I don't know what dialogue it is because I'm not like prepared to go scene by scene. I'm not watching it. Thanks. Well, what would you, how, then how would you like to tackle this episode that we're already a half hour into? Oh, I don't know. I thought we were just talking about other people and what was going on with them. All right. Well, lead the way then. No, you lead the way because yeah, okay. you want to talk That's about the scene. I don't <laughs> know how to talk about the scene because I'm pretty sure that I was like. Did you think you were going to be able to pull an hour and 20 minutes if I don't like this? Yeah, I'm still going to. Okay. And then there's going to be the one part I liked. And I'm going to be like, I like this part. That's some killer podcast. Where's Graymore wasn't even in this scene? Oh, God, I hate him. <laughs> Looking forward to this one being over, guys. Not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people are screaming at the radios right now. Um, yeah. Tyrion's like, let's stop like killing a bunch of innocent people. And Cersei, sorry, just kidding. Danny's like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. Let's kill them all. More, more Danny logic. Yeah, Danny By not overthrowing them, they've chosen. Yeah. Okay. Which is fucked up. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and you know what? The chat, I know about what happened to Aaron Rodgers. And I didn't realize Aaron Rodgers in the episode. Now that I know, I don't know if you guys know that he's my football boyfriend. Um, I have a big crush That's on him. That's two boyfriends if you're counting. Okay. If you're counting the boyfriends. Well, Three. Aaron Rodgers is for sure one of them. Okay. And the fact that he died because of Danny is unacceptable to me. He's very handsome. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Yeah. Okay. Anywho. The one thing I like about this scene is Tyrion kind of realizing in this moment he was completely wrong about Varys. 
<laughs> and also that whenever he was arguing, I believe it was last episode, when he was arguing with Varys about, we just have to advise her correctly. He's clearly now seeing that this is just never going to be a thing with Daenerys. She will not be advised, right? Mm-hmm. Her authority will not be challenged. She believes she has all the correct answers. And, um, and sadly, she, uh, she decides to go fucking postal. Nuclear, as it were. No, it's funny. Do you remember how we were like, oh my God, the battle of the Night King is this big battle. And we're like, no, the real battle is a battle for Iron Throne with Cersei. And now we're like, no, the real battle is killing Danny. <laughs> and, it'll be, and that won't really be a battle either. And then it'll end. We'll be like, oh, okay then. I wish the Night King was still around for, for, for that to be epic. You mean the sweet, merciful Night King? Yeah, he was actually a cool guy. He's not bad in Honestly. retrospect. He just wanted to bring the dead back to life as zombies. So, All right. I'm just going to go through some bullet points here because I'm not going to go through this episode like this because no, it's, it's not really going anywhere. So let's just talk about the That's big plot points. That's how I thought points. we were going to do it. Give now we're bl- doing the way I want to do, do it. Do a big plot point and let's go. Let's talk. Oh, should we wait about Jamie and Cersei? Because that's really the thing. Let's talk about Jamie and Cersei. What the fuck? <laughs> let's actually talk about Jamie and Cersei. You can do this. You've been podcasting for a few years now. I don't understand how you can waste two characters in this manner. That we have spent all this time getting to know, all this stuff leading up to this. Jamie walking away from Cersei, leaving her, uh, sleeping with Brienne, thinking about staying in fucking Winterfell. Mm-hmm. Like all of this shit, like wanting to help the Starks, like wanting to help this battle of the Night King, okay? Um, Cersei, all this shit with her being this evil like mastermind leader. This is going to be this great war, blah, 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 on, 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 on. This shit with their kid. Why the fuck was she pregnant? Why do we care? What came of that? Literally nothing. Your own Greyjoy's like, hey, I fucked your, I fucked your sister. And Jamie's like, eh, what the fuck? That, oh, and that was also one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. That was so stupid. So what, do you want to talk about Yarn and Jamie now or should we keep talking about Jamie and Cersei? I don't know. I'm just talking about Jamie and everything that I'm mad about. All right. So, but I don't know how interesting it is to know how mad you are as much as it is the salient points you're going to make. Like you, like you're very good at. I am just making points. I was just saying stuff that I was pissed off about and then you got all mad. I'm not mad. So now you make your points. All right. I think Cersei is a wasted character and I think her pregnancy like yourself is completely and utterly irrelevant because the only thing it really did is sidelined her. Um, She, one of the, one of the interesting things about Cersei, this whole show has been her interactions with characters that have been very good at verbally sparring with her, right? And we've never really seen this since she solidified her power base in King's Landing. She's just kind of there, and they're just kind of there. Um, the mountain doesn't speak. Um, uh, Kyburn just sort of does things for her, leaving very little. Like, Cersei's most interesting moments are interactions with Marjorie Tyrell, her interactions with Tywin, her interactions with Tyrion, her interactions with Jaime, her interactions with fucking Ned, Ned Stark, uh, her, her interactions with all these other people in really seeing like life through her eyes for just a little bit. And it's funny because now that Danny has torched tens of thousands of people in no way, shape or form could Cersei ever touch that amount of evil. It's interesting to think about Cersei retrospectively, who we know has always said, at least in the show, that she's done things for her children. Whether or not we agree with those things, we're not going to relive the issue evil debate. But I think it's uh, I think it makes her more a much more interesting 
a much more dynamic character in seasons past because of the way she has been with other people and the way we've seen her sort of shift the way she has discussions, um, the way she would talk to Tommen, the way she would talk to Joffrey. I went back and I watched some of Cersei's scenes with Joffrey where you could see the real, and this is Lena Hetty, is that how you say it? Yeah, I think so. Watching her interact with um, that guy's name, is I don't remember his name, but that actor, he's good, the Joffrey kid. He's never going to act again either, he said. Yep. Watching that guy, watching watching Joffrey behave in a very unpredictable and loose cannon sort of you know, psychic, psychotic sort of hormonal teenager way and watching Cersei know she cares about and loves her son, but also at the same time feel this uncomfortable, almost, almost powerlessness in dealing with him. Right. Like it was, it was, you could tell she was like, God, how do I deal this guy? I guess my point is because Cersei's dead, I think it's probably important just to reflect on the character. I think I think she's kind of just become less interesting over time. I think that the execution of the the Sept of Baylor plan was maybe one of her finest moments as doing the crazy Tywin Lannister thing. Obviously, it was a lot more brutish, but in retrospect, comparing it to what Danny did, at least it had some finesse to it. At least there was something awesome about it. Like she was felt she was liberating herself. She felt like I was going to be tried. She felt like I was fucked. Like the High Sparrow had control of the city. I didn't know what to do. This is a cool and interesting plan I came up with. And, and that whole thing went down in a really compelling way as a TV viewer, as a fan of Game of Thrones, much more so than what Danny did. I think, and, and, and it's, it's funny that I'm comparing her to Danny, but- I can only do it because this whole season we've just been crying for the death of Cersei. We've been we've been praying that Cersei's going to get what she deserves. And now we're left with this really weird feeling, this misdirection of, wow, what a cheap it, I wish Cersei would have died screaming, says a Danny Targaryen fan question mark. Do you know what I mean? So, it's like that's one thing the show has done that's kind of interesting, I guess. If you're a fan of Danny, and you're kind of upset that Cersei didn't die horrifically, then you're almost looking in the mirror going like, who am I? (laughs) You know what I mean? Because Danny did way fucking worse than her. There is no contest between the level of quote sin that both of them have perpetuated on the world of Westeros. And I think that that's kind of interesting, but Cersei as a whole just kind of became a pretty lady with a Romulan haircut who fucking stood there who held her wine glass and just had close shots of her face. She didn't really, she stopped kind of becoming interesting because she, when she became unchallenged, uh, you know, in any way, it became less interesting than when she had to be a little bit more slick. She became, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Just her interactions became less enjoyable to me. Like when, when I saw Cersei, I was just like, eh, Whereas in seasons past, I was like, wow, like what an interesting perspective for her in her relationship with Robert and how she was given away and what that means and how that would suck. And yes, I get it. That's life in Westeros. But boy, that's a fucking shitty thing to have to endure as Cersei Lannister. Boy, you're given to this fat drunk guy who humps you and you don't even give a shit about him. You know what I mean? So all of that stuff kind of went away when she solidified her power base in King's Landing. And then they just kind of were like, she's going to stare out the window until the fucking ceiling falls on her head. And before that, 
I didn't really love the like, I want to live, I want to live bullshit. Like I, I didn't love that dialogue either. I thought like her begging, I was just like, eh, eh. So yeah, I feel like Cersei, there was part of me when she said, I want her baby to live. I go, okay. But, but for the most part, I was just like, it's kind of underwhelming. Her whole thing is just underwhelming to me. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Jamie Lannister and your own great joy. Oh, I have a lot of problems with this. I don't really think this confrontation was earned. Or necessary. Jamie doesn't give a shit about Euron. I don't think Jamie screams and goes bananas when Euron's like, I fucked the queen. I think he was just like, okay. Like, <laughs> this isn't the first time she's fucked somebody else. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's not, she has. I don't know if that's clear in the show. It was clear in the books, but... But it's just what I don't really, I mean, we get to see Euron Greyjoy die. Is that? Couldn't we have just let him drown and be like, oh, he's dead. Like, yeah. do we need this confrontation between him and Jamie? I think it was a waste of time because there was nothing about it that mattered. Oh, you're an injured Jamie. Who, who cares? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. A building collapsed on him. He was going to die anyway. Right. There's literally no point. Right. Euron's fleet got attacked and destroyed. We could Which very simply have been like, Euron drowned. The end. He's gone. Yep. We didn't need him to have this type of death. We didn't need to waste the time on that. Yeah, that's another kind of, uh, I hate to use the word, but I'm going to. That's kind of another letdown, kind of lazy moment. Is in, in, I guess we'll, I'm going to, we're going backwards a little, but that's okay. But I want to talk about the destruction of Euron's fleet. I mean, <clears throat> first of all, I watched that scene three times and it's just insufficient for me especially compared to the death of what, what was his name? Rhaegel? When, when, is that the name of the dragon? Yeah, I guess so. When Rhaegel gets shot down, the sky, it's the famous 300 quote, right? Our arrows will blot out the sky. Sure. Dude, they did when they shot at Rhaegel. How come I'm seeing one shot, two shots, one shot, one shot? Dude, all of the, first of all, there's a, there's a moment when you look at the episode where you see ships all, they're all sail down. All their sails are down, which is fine. They've kind of parked themselves out there. There's no rhyme or reason to the way the ships are in the Blackwater Bay. They're just haphazardly all over the place. There's no picket line. There's no setup for any kind of defense whatsoever. And now the Scorpion's Ballista. Sure, they're a little bit slow, but of course, they're going to be mounted on something that can turn. So you don't have to bring the boat about, which is fine. I'm glad they did that. I just don't understand how we go from all of these fucking, all of these giant ballista shots go into the air and hit Ragel, And now we're just not seeing these shooting, like these, these ballistas firing in mass. It's just like, he points, he's like fire. And then one shoots and she dodges it. Then one shoots and she dodges it. Dude, there's 10 to 12 man of war sized boats just chilling in Blackwater Bay, all fucking askew. Like again, no formation. And nobody's really doing anything. And the dragon just rolls through and torches all the ships, takes out his flagship, and he's in the water. I was like, that's it? Bye. R.I.P. That was just kind of, uh, uh, that was, when I see something like that, I go, come on, show. You're just kind of being shitty. You're not, that's, that's a lack of an attention to detail. That's not hard home. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a lack of an attention to detail to me, which was, especially since you already established the danger of it. Sure, she was ambushed. That's fine. She didn't see him. They came around the corner of the rocks. But even when Rhaegel was shot, all those bolts came in. Dude, as the dragon's dropping from the sky, 
you got your cruise on your ballista. Yeah, you might not have time to react, but I, I needed to see more attempts on Drogon versus one or two. The fact that he destroyed an entire fleet in Blackwater Bay in, in, in like two passes was just kind of stupid to me. Mm-hmm. That's not to say Drogon couldn't and you couldn't be slick. You can. Drogon can destroy a fleet of ships. Let's make that clear. Just the way they showed it was kind of shitty. I agree. Just kind of shitty. And again, you can't set a precedence in, in someone in the chat um, keeps saying like, oh, like last week was like this fake out where they made you think like that our heroes had no hope. Oh, Sean Fernandez um, has said this multiple times. And it's almost true. What did it's, he say? I'm sorry. He said that basically la- the last episode was a fake out to make it seem like our <laughs> heroes were in, in dire straits and might not make it when they were just clearly going to crush everybody, just like Tyrion said the whole time. Do you know what I mean? I gotcha. But that's annoying. Right. That's it bad is. writing. It is. It's annoying. So anyway, Yarn, Yarn, man overboard, swims himself to shore just in time. Yeah, wearing a ton of armor too. That must have been hard work, I gotta say. Like, that's pretty fucking heavy to swim with all yeah, that armor. He's wearing some kind of leather, but yeah, it's some fuck- Whatever, that's pretty heavy too. He gets to shore and he says, Gangslayer. I roll my eyes because mm-hmm. I don't care. I literally don't. This confrontation is, is not earned. Right. That, that is the best way to put it. That is Correct. perfect. That's a perfect way to say it. Mm-hmm. it, it it's not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Audrey in the chat. Jamie's the only one who can swim with full armor. Amen. Exactly. Amen. How dare. Well, when you're, when you're, when you're parted around the world on the wings of angel, Audrey. Not anymore. He did. Well. He died holding his incestuous sister in his arms. Okay. <sighs> I'm going to drink for a second. Hold on. Go ahead. Give it a go. Hmm. Captain Pacey Sparrow <laughs> pension in the chat says, oh my God, that's actually really funny. Well, if you don't get that reference, then that's okay. So the battle between the, the, the fight choreography between Euron and Jamie wasn't stellar. Um, that's another thing that's really dovetailed in the last several episodes is we're not really seeing it. <laughs> When we think, like, we, we are mortally wounding Jamie Lannister here, right? I mean, a, a major character that's are been around forever. Are we mortally forever. wounding Jamie Lannister? We, we are. He's still going to die, but we are. He gets stabbed. I mean, he gets run fucking through through his side. I, th- I think Jamie was dead, no matter what, probably. Could you imagine Euron Greyjoy kills Jamie Lannister? Oh, yeah. I literally threw up in my mouth. Yeah. So, remember the Hound and Brienne fight? Do you remember the care and the patience? Yeah, it was amazing. That's what I mean. That's the kind of work that I guess that's my point when I say here is a piece of thing that felt like it had so much effort and work put into it. Even, even, even the Arthur Dane flashback, like that was some impressive sword play. That was some impressive choreography. And here we are, two storied fucking Euron's awesome in the books characters, and they just kind of like have shit cuts and. I fucking choke slams him and I'm like, what are we doing? This is kind of sloppy. At one point, I think Jamie disarms him. I'm like, oh, that's cool. He's still got the, the fucking training. He disarms him. Awesome. And uh, and I have no problem with Yarn getting hits in on Jamie. It's not even about that. It's just, I just felt, eh, eh. When I think back on Brianna and the Hound, they go, eh, it's too bad. Um, so yeah. Or the Mountain in Oberyn. So that's not great. That was, that was amazing. The Mountain in Oberyn. Incredible, right? I love that. A lot of the John stuff was great in in seasons past. All of Hard Home. When he fights the White. All of Watchers on the Wall. Yep. I mean, it's a brief sword exchange and he shatters him, but it's amazing. It's intense. It's awesome. He got to hit him with a golden hand. Yeah, I think he hit him in the throat. 
I think that's when he hit Euron in the neck and he was gasping for air. And um, Euron, pour one out for you. <sighs> the show did you dirty too. Yeah, that's for sure. Poor man, Jim McGregor. But um, so Jamie kills him. He's king of Iron Islands, right? I think he lost that title prior to Jamie killing no, him. No, I think he was saying you killed a king, meaning like he was going to marry Cersei, the queen, and be the king, and they were going to rule together. Oh, is that what he's I trying to say? I think that's what he was trying to he's say. He's called King Euron Greyjoy, I think, in the show. That's what I was thinking. I thought that... he was like trying to make a comment. Um, maybe it was a double entendre. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. Yeah. Perhaps. Um, so, boy, how about, um, so the destruction of Euron's fleet. Yep. He's very brief. Yep. And... He swims ashore and he gets killed by Jamie. Yes. There's kind of a cool shot of uh, Jamie running him through, which is kind of a low angle shot. And he's, he just looked cool. I thought that was neat. I was kind of hoping I could have had a high definition image, image of that. Um, why don't we now talk about the Golden Company and the death of Harry Strickland? Yeah, they were a waste. Yeah. They, they were they were the biggest waste. Uh, wait, was Aaron Rodgers Golden Company or was he a Lannister? He was a Lannister older? archer. I just need to know. Yep. Very handsome. Um, He's dead too, by the way. Yeah, another big game down the drain. That's another another big loss. <laughs> Sorry, Jason Dick. <laughs> I am a Patriots fan. I love Aaron Rodgers, so I know. don't worry about it. <laughs> um, this is what I call the like the, the, again. You spend all this time being like the Golden Company, the greatest army. They paid all this money. They blah 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 blah, and literally in two seconds they're all gone, dead. Bye. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a waste of my time. Right. This is literally a waste of my time. The so, end. I have a question. I'm guessing, and in, 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 in bear with me, but I'm guessing that the Golden Company, uh, a renowned, very renowned, by the way, it should be noted, they've been around a long time. I would imagine that they are familiar with the landscape of Westeros. I would imagine that they're kind of familiar with the mission they've been paid to do, which is protect the Red Keep. I would imagine that a man like Harry Strickland in the Golden Company would be aware that Cersei's problem, because let's be real, they have intelligence. They have guys out there who know things. They probably have a distinct impression that there's a possible dragon threat looming, right? I would hope that they would have had an idea of that, yeah. I would. I guess they don't have any of their own sort of uh, like missile weaponry. They don't have their own... like. If I'm Harry Strickland and I'm like, fuck, I go to Westeros and there's a possible dragon here. Yikes. I've heard of, uh, I heard about the, the Tarleys being destroyed. I heard about that. Uh, I, th- I heard about the, the loot train <laughs> getting burned up. Let's probably bring our own ballista or something like that. Maybe he was uh, relying on the ballistas on the wall, which also were a non-factor all of a sudden. By the way, the funniest shit about this was, was listeners and commenters saying, it is very like video game geeky shit, but bear with me. But when you're playing a video game and they, they will, especially competitive video games, they'll routinely patch them and they'll make characters less powerful and characters more powerful. And they're like, look at the patch notes for this episode. They're like, ballistas way down, dragons way up. You yeah, know, it's like seriously. the patch notes for the episode, Golden Company way down. No, seriously. Ballistas way down. Seriously. <laughs> that was some of the funniest shit I read online. Yeah, it, it's freaking crazy. So, like, I don't know. Golden Company, they don't really, they don't really get to do much. Um, I, I understand that if Drogon gets a full, a full strafing run on the Golden Company, that they're probably like, yeah, we're fucking out of here. I get that. I, I don't have a problem with the Golden Company routing. 
maybe I'm just a little underwhelmed with how prepared they were to come fight at King's Landing, knowing that Danny Targaryen, the uh, mother of dragons, is the potential enemy to be fought. I guess they put a lot of faith in the tower defense that was behind them, much to their chagrin. Fine, whatever. I'm being nitpicky about the Golden Company. I'm, I'll, I will fully admit it. Um, I think a Drogon pass over the, the, the Golden Company would cause a, a mass fleeing. I have no issues with that. Yeah, just, I get that. Too, just it but... feels like they kind of were a waste, and and people who want to defend this show, or or, 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 or excuse me, let me not pigeonhole them. People who have more positive take on this might just say, well, it's to illustrate how pointless they are in the face of overwhelming odds like a dragon. Sure, fine. I'll give that to you. No problem. I, Me too. And yeah, I get it. They're sellswords. I get that too. It's just all this time for this. This season feels so... I don't know how many times I'm going to watch the same scene they keep playing of this guy dying. Um, this season feels so, so, so rushed. Oh, yeah. It feels so rushed. It's 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 not good. That you can't give me all of this about the Golden Company, the Golden Company, the Golden Company, and then this be it. For this to be their ending is fine too. Like, do you know what I mean? For this to happen, them all to die, you know, run away in the face of danger because they're just cell swords, fine. But but it's almost like we just got nothing except talk of them and then I don't know, it just it feels cheap to me. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Uh, it, I, I don't disagree. It feels kind of cheap, right? Mm-hmm. It yeah. It feels pretty fucking cheap. Yeah. Um, there were more, more Dothraki, I guess, survived than I originally intended. Um, than you intended? intended. You, you, <laughs> yeah. you killed most of them? I called uh, Benioff and Weiss. I said, how many survived? Oh, crap. Our cats no, are battling. I, I thought, I thought <gasps> that maybe they would have survived... Maybe less survived, but I guess it doesn't really matter because the great equalizer is, of course, the dragon, um, which is doing hella damage at the gatekeep. Um, all of that stuff. Again, some of this stuff looks pretty cool. One thing the Game of Thrones show does well, Jessica, is they do people on fire stuntmen very well. Oh, yeah. I would, I'm going to have to agree with that. That shit is intense, man. Those guys going down in flames. And then we have uh, Northmen, Unsullied, Dothraki, all rolling into the breached gate and um, doing their damnedest to annihilate the soldiers that are within who are offering uh, limited resistance in the face of certain death as Drogon looms overhead, torching soldiers um, to ash. R.I.P. everyone. Yes. Cersei herself is in a bit of denial here, but... Let's talk about um, let's let's talk about some of the the, the 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 Danny stuff. I mean, should we just kind of talk about Danny? Yeah, we might as well just go through everybody we need to talk about because when we keep trying to do it scene by scene, it it just we just repeat ourselves. Tell me about Danny. So they're doing with Danny what we're all now obviously expecting them to do with Danny, which mm-hmm. is her slow descent into madness. Yep. Here's the problem: it's it's not slow. Okay. It's essentially happened over three episodes, and yes. Post all the memes you want about all the crazy shit Danny's done. And I know we've talked about it. Mm-hmm. We've all, we've all, we've talked about it. We were like, oh, Danny does this fucked up shit. She's supposed to be this great person. Like, look at her. She's so annoying. She just wants power. Like, we've said all this for forever since, you know, not since maybe the first couple seasons, but since she was like, you know, hanging all those slave guys, all those people that had slaves. Remember that time when she did that thing? Remember mm-hmm. that? Remember when? Taylor Galloway? Do you remember? Do you remember? Um, so yeah, we've always known that Danny had this potential to be mad. 
but they haven't done a good enough job, I feel like, to this point, making this not seem like a crazy quick transition. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that being her story arc. I think that it's it's smart and, and could be decent writing if it's done well. Mm-hmm. My problem is I feel like they it was something that was so vague and just hinted at the tiniest bit for the first seven seasons of the show. And now in the last five episodes, they're like, we are going to cram this down your throat. Mm-hmm. And that is the problem with it. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think Carlos Freitas had a good point on this. He said a lot of her decisions in the past were built on uh, sort of a rational framework, even if we think they were morally reprehensible, right? Uh, you know, burning the Tarleys in Danny's mind was a, a rational approach considering what her objective was at the time. So if we, if, we, if we allow Carlos that and we talk a little bit about that, let's talk about her framework. What is her mission here? Suddenly it becomes, oh, because they don't love me, I am suddenly, what, going to just murder everyone? Yeah. The bells ring. By the way, who rings the fucking bells? The hunchback and her dom, obviously. <laughs> I mean- I know it was Jamie's mission, but are we are we playing Westeros teleportation? Does he does was he up there? Uh, I don't fucking know. And we hear people yelling, "Ring the bells!" Like yeah. we hear that being screamed. So my my so a, just a, just a sort of a I have a question. I'm just going to ask the universe. The bells couldn't be so easy to ring, signaling your surrender, right? Because if an enemy breached your gates and went to the bell tower and rang the surrender bell, wouldn't your troops just surrender? Right? There's got to be an access issue. You have to probably. I'm sure only it's like author- a key code or something. Yeah, like yeah. right. You can't password. just because if you I was put the, your hand on there, the right hand print and shit. Maybe it has to be a golden hand. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, maybe it is. So I was thinking, any schlep just ring the fucking bells. That doesn't make sense, right? Maybe like Lannister DNA or something. You know what I'm saying? James <laughs> go stab his finger. <laughs> like Lannister DNA. Welcome to the bell tower. Yeah, but um, but yeah, Danny just sort of. I mean, she hears the bells and then. Up until this point, she was doing doing great soldierly work, you'd say. She was killing soldiers. She was trying to win. And suddenly, she hears the bells, gets tweaked out, and just kind of goes bananas. Yeah, it's really fucked up. Now, I think Danny was only one or two years old when she was whisked away from King's Landing. And I know a lot of people are like, all of this stuff was taken from her. Yeah, does she even remember? My parents got divorced when I think I was one and a half. I don't remember. I don't. I barely remember any of my childhood, okay? Yeah, I have one memory when I was four years old, being in a ski lift elevator at the 1980 Winter Olympics. I was four. I remember that. Wow. That's it. I don't remember. Oh, I remember seeing ice hockey, but not the ice hockey game, sadly. I'm not that cool. This is a really good story that you just told. Pretty cool, right? My point is, (laughs) does she fucking, like... The only shit that was taken from you was the shit taken from you when you came to Westeros to to conquer Westeros. So sorry, you know, it's like <laughs> the people of Westeros weren't trying to kill you, Robert's failed assassination attempt aside, when you were in Essos. I mean, I don't, I guess I just don't feel a ton of sympathy for you when you're saying I'm coming to Westeros to conquer because I demand the throne that I don't have a legal right to. Yeah, especially- I don't have sympathy for that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's it's- Kind of sad, but I'm just like, yeah, I mean, you're trying to conquer Westeros. You're going to lose some shit. Don't in your, I guess my point is don't go to war and then say some things were taken from me and now I'm really mad about it, but you're going to war. That's what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Your choice. Okay. 
You decided to go to Westeros. You got your fucking nose bloody, and now you're mad that now you're mad about that. I mean, fuck. Yeah, it sucks. You lose people, but you're here. It's your choice. You brought the armies here. You brought the Dothraki and everybody else to the shores. But all that bullshit aside, she's doing. Uh, possibly, we're thinking, oh, maybe she's just going to do her thing. But no, because she's pulling that weirdo rock star thing. She's like hiding in her chambers before she hits the main stage. Everyone's like, oh, what's her ritual before the show, man? What does she do? Is she eating- burns people alive. What is she going to do tonight on the show? Is she eating bad heads backstage? No, we heard that she's not eating. Oh, crazy. What's her ritual? We don't know. Only Tyrion has access. Tyrion, what's Danny do before the big show? Right. And then she comes out, let's fucking rock. And she just starts burning everything to the fucking ground, dude. Just burning it. Everything. All of it. Why? She won. So we can ask why a lot, but now let's also talk about some of the episode bullshit. If it was so easy for Danny to circumvent the tower defenses, and there are many moments when Drogon is flying over the city where I go, well, I don't know why there aren't ballistas on some of these roofs, but hey, who cares about, you know, defenses inside the castle? There's no, there's no, there's no resistance. There's no ballistas on the roofs in the middle of the fucking place. Fine, whatever. But it kind of starts to make you beg the question when you see the sheer size of King's Landing and you go, couldn't Drogon have just ignored Euron's fleet, flown in from the west instead of the east, bypass the ballistas that can't hit shit all of a sudden anyway because they got downgraded in the patch, fly right to the Red Keep and just destroy it? Yeah, that would have been the logical thing to fucking do. We've established his breath weapon is basically a lightsaber at this point. It just rips towers in half. Like, whoosh, slice the tower in half. Dude, fly to the Red Keep, destroy the whole Red Keep, and guess what every soldier is going to do when they see a dragon destroy the Red Keep? They're going to immediately surrender they're not going to pull a fucking Randall Tarly because they don't have the balls. They're going to go, you are our new fucking queen. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you know? Like Duh, people, they didn't like Cersei. Right. They didn't They didn't hate her enough to do anything about it because yeah, they were like, we're alive. They don't like her enough to like get burned alive by a fucking dragon. They don't, correct. They don't like her enough to not fucking surrender if presented with an overwhelming situation, which is what we see the Lannister guards do anyway. If she would have just flown to the right keep and destroyed it, again, that's not the story they want to tell. That's not what happened. So what does Danny do with her insanity? She's like, I think I'm going to kill everybody. And what do her troops do? They follow suit. Which is really fucked up. Makes sense. They're fucking following their leader, I guess. Yeah, I don't like when she murders all these people. It really is problematic for me. Um, it's very trashy. Mm-hmm. Sean very Fernandez, are women trashy. and children in the Red Keep supposedly an insurance against it? Possibly. Possibly. But probably a lot. Mm, less collateral damage than, say, destroying block by block, neighborhood by neighborhood. Do you know what I'm saying? For sure. Boy, that Danny's tough on crime. So so <laughs> tough on crime. <laughs> so she annihilates- Oh, I'm sorry. You got caught with a little bit of marijuana in your pocket? <laughs> Death by dragon. Dracaris. Oh, you were speeding? You have a speeding ticket? <laughs> oh, I have to burn you alive. Sorry. <laughs> If only she could have showed the mercy of the Night King or Stannis or Cersei. You know, honest to God. You know? That's Stannis. He was such a good and powerful ruler. If only she had the mercy of a man like Tywin, the precision to just kill a dozen people at dinner. Yeah, you know? You know, stab a pregnant lady. Just one. You you know what? You have one fucking red wedding. Everyone's shitting on you. (laughs) Look at Danny's 
she's doing here? She killed a thousand weddings. Too many weddings aren't going to happen now. <laughs> Uh, what does she think she's going to do? Like, you know, that shit she's talking about where she's like, oh, I'm going <laughs> to, she's like, the, the new people will be free since these people do fucking a week to be free. I'm like, who's fucking? <laughs> They're all dead. There's no kids left. All the people that made kids you killed. That's how Ooh. kids are made, Danny. I don't know about what they do in La La fucking land. Oh, she just has dragons. She walks into fire and comes out with dragons. Mm. That's how Danny has children. Yeah. Well, uh, so I miss the days of good leaders, man. So let's talk about Lannister troops surrender. And Gurren was like, nah. Gurren was like, you know what? I'm really pissed about what happened to my woman. So I'm just going to kill some, kill some more people. For fun. <laughs> For funsies. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Well, I'm great. That's just great. Oh, Again, man. you know what I call this? Not in character. The end. Yeah, I didn't think so either. None of these people are in character. Who's Jon Snow? I don't know who he is. He did well in this. He did good in this episode. He didn't do anything. He just walked around. No. And looked at people. No. John John was good this week. He fucking started trying to protect people. He tried to call the troops off. He fucking saved the raping woman. Rape. Rape. About to be the raping woman. It sounds like there was a woman raping people that he saved. <laughs> That's not a what woman I meant. who was walking around raping people. John saved her. He made sure that she could rape all the people. He fucking pull, he pulls her up after she's done like squatting over some poor child. And he's like, I wish you good fortune in the rapes to come. <laughs> sends her on her way. Oh shit. That's not what I meant to say. The oh, woman yeah. who was raped. After he puts the guy up against the wall and he puts the sword up to the guy's belly. The Northman, by the way, does he not surrender? Also, I'm kind of suspicious that it showed Dothraki getting down with any of the rapes. That's kind of bullshit. Because all the Dothraki were dead except for that one moment where they had to be back alive and they're like, oh, fuck, we actually <laughs> killed them all. This is a big mistake. Let's hope no one notices. <laughs> Dude, when John puts the Northman up against the wall and he puts his gun on, like the, the sword on his belly... And then the guy tries to fight him again. I'm like, isn't that the moment where he snaps out of his bloodlust? I was like, oh, oh his, sorry. About, his his sorry, rape lust. Sorry about how rapey I was just there. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Imagine, I just got to wait. Just got to wait for me. Imagine how it would have been if like, he pulls a guy off and slams him against the wall and the fucking camera goes to the two camera shoot and we're looking at Davos. I'm like, oh no. Davos, what happened? He's like, oh, sorry. I got caught up in the bloodlust and the rape lust. Oh. Jesus, Davos. It's been a while. I mean- they don't like stubby-fingered guys where I come from, pushing 60. Wow. Yeah. None of the named characters fell for this bloodlust. Only the commoners, you know? hmm Well, no subtlety there. Nope. So they just go about slaughtering and killing and stabbing and raping. And um, John's like, holy fucking shit, what am I going to do? In the chat, Jay Curry, the whole scene reminded me of the Troy movie. Guess who was the screenwriter for that? I don't know. I don't know it. Fucking D.B. Weiss. Or oh. Benioff, one of the two, yeah. They're the same to me. Trash. They literally wrote Detroit screenplay. It's funny Jay says that. They literally mm. are trash. So um, John's like, fuck, what am I doing? I'm, I'm trying to save people here, you know? Yeah. John's like, I'm and a Grey kind Worm of gives him a look man. like, I don't even care. Grey Worm's like, I wish I could be rapey, like, in, in this bloodlust, okay? <laughs> He's like, I will fucking metaphorically rape your bodies with my giant spear since I can't do it normally. Yeah. Wow. And John, like, the shots on John kind of going through the, the maelstrom and being forced to kill some of the Lannister soldiers who are like, holy shit, 
we're being butchered while we surrender, we should probably start fighting back now. That yeah, makes that's sense. That's fucked up. Honestly, like if you surrender, you surrender. This is a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> also, I wish John would tie his hair up. I'm sick of watching this scene with his hair being half down. Also, Dan saying, John and John was saying that Grey Worm's up for war crimes. That's pretty awesome. Oh, shit. Wait, what? He's saying Grey Worms should be tried for war crimes. Oh, yeah. For sure. Just slaying the innocents. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's a bummer. But, which, you know, John's kind of doing the Jon Snow thing. Being a good dude. Being a measured guy. Trying to keep people alive. And he just can't. He can't withstand the tide that has been inspired by the magical powers of Danny's bloodlust. Yeah, it's true. Who would you like to talk about now? I mean, who do we have left, really? <laughs> John in the chat. Graham, when you go to Nuremberg. Whoa. <laughs> I was just following. Oh, no, I wasn't. Whoa. <clears throat> That's funny. Jon Snow should have been like, Grey Worm, I have a big mark for you. Yeah. And Grey Worm been like, okay. Grey Worm just drops his spear, bites into it. It becomes a McDonald's commercial. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Grey Worm. All right. Let's get to Arya. In okay. The, in the hound. Okay. By the way, I just want to comment. The hound's hair looks fabulous. Is that a studio line? By L'Oreal. Wow. It's like I really know. light colored and really pretty. His hair looks he really nice. He just showered because he's going to go kill the moan. He wants to look good. Okay. He's like, I better wash my hair for this shit. Arya, what's the hound's ritual before he faces off against his brother? He washes his hair with lovely shampoos. Low dries it as well. Nice berries. He combs it 100 times a side. <laughs> so um, Arya and... The Hound decided that they were going to travel to King's Landing together. Which I love. Me too. They get there, and I don't think either one of them really expected the devastation that was going to be brought upon King's Landing. Um, I know that there was some commentary about if if Arya was going, if the Hound was going to tell Arya to abandon her quest anyway, why did he have her come with him? And I think it's because... He didn't think it would be that bad. Correct. Yeah, I, I don't think he thought the fucking city was going to be completely destroyed. I don't even think you think about it. You get into that bloodlust, as we're saying. He's like, I'm going to kill the mountain. She's like, I'm going to kill Cersei. And he's like, okay. And then when you get there and it's suddenly a reality, it's different. And then he realizes, is Arya not one of the only people in the world the Hound gives a shit about? And Yeah, for sure. And I love in that. One of the, in, in, in a person that she dutifully respects... And by the way, can we do something real quick? Sure. Out of respect for the Hound and out of respect for Arya, mm-hmm. can we just say shout out to Sandor Clegane? Shout out to Sandor Clegane. Sandor. Sandor. That's you know what? No more Hound. He's abandoned the helmet. He's not a son of a bitch anymore. He cares about, if there's one thing that Hound does well, he takes care of them Stark girls. Mm-hmm. I think this Hound has a weak spot for girls. Uh Okay. Could have swiped that broadsword across Jamie, uh, Cersei's face. He's like, yeah, not my fight. Don't care. He's like, yeah, she's a little bitch, but bye. bye. He's like, my, I get it. I like, I, I do, I like Arya calling him by his real name. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that a lot. I like their interactions with each other. I like that he wanted to protect her. Me too. I like that at the end of the day, she listened. Me too. And I also get that, the people who are like, oh, she came with one goal to kill Cersei and the Hound tells her to turn around. She turns around. No, I think it's just similar to like the Hound realizing how bad it was that she realized how bad it was. I think she did too. I think when she saw the destruction of King's Landing, she realized what's happening here. What, how, how am I going to get to her? I mean, it's, it's madness. You know, she, she's, Arya has been through some shit, man. 
And, uh, and I think, and, and I think there's something to be said about that. So we'll talk about Aria. We'll talk about Aria's retreat out of the city and we'll talk about the fight, the Clegane bowl, the, okay. the, the waited for, but before we move on from that, <coughs> this is a pretty emotional moment in this show for me because Sandor is never going to see Aria again. And this is the moment where this becomes a reality for mm-hmm. us. It's also the moment where a beloved character is going to die. Sandor became a beloved character. And we kind of always knew that there was something about what he had going on in his psyche involving his brother. They've crossed swords before. And I think the Hound always knew his destiny resided somewhere with the mountain. Regardless of where the mountain was, regardless of where Sandor was, I believe that this showdown was always kind of a thing, right? Obviously, the internet makes it a thing. They make a cute portmanteau and call it the Clegane Bowl, and it becomes sort of this thing that takes on a life of its own. But all of the internet hype aside, I think we've always known that there has been something here for the Hound. Now, there is a small problem with this. I don't know how much the fight serves other than just serving the fight that was lined up. Like, so we're talking about the Glick Gamble, not Arya. Yeah, okay. yeah. Arya's <laughs> life sort of hang, doesn't hang in the balance. There's no, he's not trying to get to anything. He's not trying to prevent anything. No. It's just the fight for the fight's sake. It, right? And, I, and I, I found this, this fight to be underwhelming, but I disagree with you, actually. I, it, it is the fight for the fight's sake in a way, yes. But it, it's, his whole life has led him to this moment. It's not about he's fighting for Arya or for the people or for this other battle. It's him. Fair enough. This is his whole life has been shaped by this person, what this person did to him. And this is it. This is what his his life has led him to this point where he's like, I'm going to vanquish my demon. Mm-hmm. The end. I can dig it. Do you know what I mean? Yep. I can and dig it. And if he's going to die while he does it, he'll die while he does it. Yep. I, I will admit I have been, so there's a sort of phenomenon that happens. It definitely happens in business. And that's when a business is struggling to meet whatever type of metrics it sets forward that everything falls under the microscope, right or wrong. And, and you know this from jobs you've worked. When, when a business is struggling, people start to scrutinize everything. And I think that phenomenon exists for me personally when it comes to shows. Because I'm not super high in this episode, I find myself being a little overly critical of things. Maybe if the episode was amazing, I wouldn't be. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah, totally. So I'm, I'm, I am not, and I... But I knew that going into this, which is why I'm kind of backing off on my criticism of, of this thing. I'm not super critical of this thing that much. Um, I don't know if I love the mechanics of the fight. Again, we, we've kind of gone from really amazing choreography to kind of, I mean, just not. I didn't love the fight at all. I found it very anticlimactic. Amazing cinematography on the stairs amazing when Sandor kills the Kingsguard, just dispatches them like little bitches. I love it. I love when he's just like, first of all, your grace, awesome. I love that also. That kicks ass. Love the hound. That's the fucking, that Sandor, sure, some respect. That's a, That was an amazing moment. Mm-hmm. Your grace. And he's like, yeah, it looks like you. I mean, the hound was, to me, <coughs> He would, they, they never ruined his dialogue, right? He never said yeah. or did overly dumb shit. I think we've always said that is that the Hound is a character they've always gotten right. They, yep. they, they have, you know, managed to 
to get him right. Yep. Ferris was another one of those characters too, for the most part, that mm-hmm. they always, I feel like they always got right. And, and and I think, to be honest with you, John as well. Okay. If you can look past the CGI bullshit, I think they've always kind of got John correct. Yeah. I don't know what Ghost would say about oh, that. You're, such a, you're so lame. Oh, oh my God. Oh. Anyway, moving on. Um, Bye, Kyburn. Dude. Kyburn's death was shockingly hilarious. Like, I kind of laughed. I was just wasn't expecting it. Um, someone just sent me that thing that you, um, um, someone I work with sent the thing you were literally just talking about, the patches. Oh. The person who created the Deadpool for my work yep. that, that I paid for, he literally just texted like that patches thing to me, which is what's so funny. Patch update. Yeah, yeah, the whole, <laughs> the whole list. I'm going to have to post it on the Facebook page. That's just so funny. Ballista downgrade. Ballista range downgrade. Ballista rate of fire downgrade. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Oh shit. But um, yeah, it's um. What do you think of the mountain getting his helmet knocked off and the way he looked? He didn't scare me. Looked pretty cool. I thought. I thought his armor's always been awesome. What about the memes with (laughs) with Varys? Where like, okay, so you're gonna kill me off and I'm gonna come back as the mountain? (laughs) That shit is funny. That that shit is funny. <laughs> I know. I'm. I'm not. I. I feel like I'm being a little hard on the click game bowl, and I think I'm just being hard on the click game bowl because I'm being hard on the click game bowl, like in general, like as far as like I'm like, oh, the fight was a little underwhelming. But it was. Um, yeah, he did look like Darth Vader without his helmet, Jay Carey. That's a great point. Thank you. Continue. Um, I think I'm. I am being a little hard on it just because again, it was built up for so long. But like, what about the actual fight could have made it better? We knew they were both going to die. That mm-hmm. neither was going to come out of it alive. Sure, that's the only way it could end. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, I know those fucking bending off and why, so I can't stand because they're trash. Um, they were like, oh, he had to die in the fire because how he like jumps off the building and then they go into the fire and stuff. Um, so I guess there's that. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. It was it was almost like. I liked him saying, just fucking die. Yeah, I like that too. That was in character. I don't like that he went and tried to poke his eyeballs out like over Martell. I was like, that's being fucking cutesy. Like, that's cutesy. That, that was, that was, that, that really, that was probably the worst part of it. It was because everyone's like, oh no, just like Oberyn. Like, oh, yeah. stop. No, the answer is just like, this is trash writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like the eye poke either. I liked the knife through Clegane's face. Um, Clegane looks, I mean, He's like a giant demon baby, and I don't like it. I mean, we know, I'm guessing he just kind of died and was brought back by Kyburn because of the poisons and all this shit from Oberyn. And that's why he looks really fucked up, right? That's what I we're supposed know. to believe. But I um, thought he was a zombie. Yeah, yeah, baby. Frank and Mountain. I don't know, but he's dead now. He is dead. But um, yeah, it's um it's kind of uh it it's it's just uh you know, over the side they go. I mean, I don't know how he was going to defeat Gregor if he was. Part of me thought, I wonder if, when, when when Gregor leaned over Cersei and was like fucking, the boulders were hitting him, I thought to myself, okay, cool. Clegane's just going to sort of beat him now that he's wounded. And I thought that's kind of cool. Like level the playing field with the mountain doing something the mountain's basically programmed to do, which is protect Cersei, mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> By the way, her slipping by, like, oh, excuse me. Excuse me. I know. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, um, gotta go. Bye, guys. Uh, have fun. Okay. Bye. I'll, just, I'll just be down here while I'm you just guys. Step over this dead body of Kyburn. Okay. <laughs> I'll be over here. Uh, 
I'll be uh, I'll be heading downstairs to get the uh, the 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 rest of my shit arc destroyed. Hope, hope my random lover shows up to protect me. <laughs> oh shit! I'll be down here. You boys work it up. Play nice though. But I thought maybe when I saw the boulders coming down and him shielding her, I thought, oh cool, he'll be wounded, and then the hound will just kind of like outduel him, whatever. He don't get wounded. I, it's not Yo. again. It's hard for me to nitpick the specific of them going overboard and falling to their death. Maybe if the fight was better, I would have been more forgiving of it. I didn't think the fight was particularly good. I didn't think it was particularly bad. It was fine, I guess is the best way to say it. It's fine. The click game bone was fine. I didn't like jump up and down. It's how it always, I felt like it always had to end that way with the both of them dying. So, you know, it's, you know, the hound was the best. Xandor. Xandor the a.k.a. the hound, lover of Arya Stark and eating chicken and stealing from people. Yeah, Loves he, the, lover of the C word. He was good to Arya and, and Sansa. Yes, he was. Sansa. No, not her. By the way, you know who's kicking her feet up at Winterfell? Girl Sansa. Sansa Stark. and Brienne, just chilling. Oh no, they're know what they're doing right now. Oh, oh boy, you think it's fun at Winterfell right now for Sansa and Brienne? Update: It's not. Brienne's going through her first breakup. Do you know what's like? Do you know what's fucking like? They're listening to fucking mixtapes, breakup mixes, and eating fucking ice cream. And Sansa's like, I just want to fucking go to bed at a reasonable time. And Brienne has been talking about Jamie for Holy hours. Shit. That is really fucking Do you even good. know what it's like? Oh, if Saturday Night Live does not make a sketch about this, they're, they are really missing the fuck out because it could be funny. Sansa would be like, all right, we get it. It sucks. Fucking get over it. It's fine. There's a million fucking men in Westeros. Oh, wait. Danny just tortured. Uh, there's a half a million men in Westeros. Now that she's killed everyone, get over it. You're going to find somebody. Do something for you, girl. Yeah. She tries to take her out. Do like makeovers yeah. and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. God damn, dude. I love everything about it. That's fucking amazing. Oh, so good. I can't. Yeah. Aaron Bell says, don't read his Raven brand. You wait two days and then you respond. <laughs> you make him wait. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Oh my god! The raven's so trying to funny. land. And the raven's trying to land, and Tiz is like shoe with a broom. It's like shoe. Get away! It's like I get like the red receipt or like a text message. <laughs> Forget has her seizure raven. Fuck! <laughs> I want to be watching this show. Oh, oh, bummer! He went back to Cersei and died in a rubble crash in in a cave in. Yeah, right. Yay. <laughs> Then Brian's like, I never even got closer. Now you go through that struggle? Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Benioff was like, well, um, we realized that um, with Jamie Lannister that we had uh, the most perfect, handsome, noble, and God-man lion. And uh, we just sort of rolled ourselves into a corner and and uh, we just weren't sure what to do anymore. And um, we decided to uh, just sort of scrap it because we couldn't dare to write another sentence for such a noble, gallant, and true knight. Oh my God, I that's, died. That's basically what happened. That's the truth. Hold on, let me take a swig for Jamie again. Mm-hmm. Jamie's getting me. I want to take a swig for like Sansa and Brienne and like girls night mm-hmm. out there having. Wow. That shit's good. It's a bit strong, but it's good. Strong, but good. Oof. I've been on the rocks lately with that because I've been a big, big giant pussy. But I don't know what that means. I'm not drinking it neat. Putting it over ice. Who cares? It's a little less potent over ice. Yeah, well, that's honestly life. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Sansa, Brienne, what are you doing? I'm just 
nothing. She covers up a drawing of Jamie. <laughs> She's like writing poetry and shit. She's writing letters. Don't send that. She pulls up. You don't var- send that. Pulls a varus and puts it over the candle. You don't send that. Burns it up. Burns like and right here. This was this was where we sat. We had our drink together. Right here. Oh my god, poor Brian. Yeah. All right. Um, so it was a great moment. Um, the whole Aria, Hound, Clegane Bowl, there was some good stuff there for sure. Good stuff to celebrate. We we talked a lot about, I mean, well, I guess we'll say that for the wrap. What do you want to go to next? I guess we just got to do Aria. All right. And then we've pretty much done everybody, I feel. Yeah, you're right. So Aria, we spend a lot of time on Aria Escaping King. A lot. And this, this is... Of time. All right, escaping. here's our problem with this. This is my problem with this. This is a 90-minute episode. Yeah. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. We didn't need Arya to go to King's Landing to watch her run around amongst the people, so we had a reason to, like, relate to the people. You're wasting Arya Stark. Correct. Like, I'm sorry. This is fucking... Yes, it looks cool. Yeah, we get it. We it could get look it. cool we just watching it. those people die, though. But we didn't need to watch it for 20 minutes. It didn't need to be Arya. Like, when the house was like, go, Arya should have just been like, okay, and fucking went. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't need to watch her run through. And I get it. They're like, oh, we're trying to show that Arya's not really a faceless man and she's weak. <sighs> and, oh, we need a voice of the people so that we feel like we're there and running through King's Landing and the burning flames. And the answer is, no, I'm mad. I don't like it. I liked how it looked. It looked fucking awesome. Sure. But they're, it was a waste nice of Arya, moments. I feel. Cool, Ash. Yeah, I, I, I watched that too. That you're talking about the behind the scenes thing where they're like, we wanted to. Yeah. Um, and I knew uh, that's what they were trying to do too because it was so obvious, which was even grosser. But it doesn't, but it's also, is it necessary? Like, I don't understand this. Are people so devoid of empathy that they can't watch a mother clutching her baby and go up in flames to where we need a fucking hero character next to her for us to feel any emotion towards it? That's kind of shitty, right? To be honest with you, Arya running through the streets was an utter distraction from the devastation. Do you know why? Do you know why? Why? Because with Arya running through the streets, my focus was, is she going to live? Oh, there were points where you were actually worried for Arya's life because I wasn't, which made it feel even more wasted for me. Right. But listen to what you okay. missed the beginning of what I said. I think you read in the chat. I'm saying- oh, I was. I'm saying we don't need- I, I, I'm saying- to, to wrap my head around the empathy of the people of King's Landing, Arya becomes a distraction for that. Because I'm wondering, what's Arya going to do? Yeah. Where is she going? Is she going to make it? Is she not going to make it? Is she going to run into somebody? Is she going to kill somebody? So I start thinking about Arya, and I stop thinking about the, the woman clutching her daughter getting incinerated. Yeah, I don't care about her. But I do. You're not listening. I know. <laughs> you're, not, you're not picking up what I'm putting down, are you? I'm saying that you don't need Arya mixing amongst the common people to feel empathy for the common people being slain by Danny Targaryen. Arya serves as a distraction from that. That's what I'm saying. In other words, their intended purpose served the opposite purpose for me as a viewer. Yeah. I know, but but can I also point out, if we're supposed to worry for Arya, I didn't ever worry that Arya might die. I don't. I think they said it. They they explained it at the end. They said we wanted to put. Yeah, but but you when once you have a character and you're putting him in that type of situation that is so dire and there's no part of you that is like, I'm worried for my character's safety and mm-hmm. if they might die or not. Sure, there's a problem. Sure, yeah, I agree. In a show um, like this, 
Like yeah. I feel like the X Files. If you're like worried Mulder's going to die, it's a little, that's that's not right. I guess I guess my point is we could have seen we could have seen Arya go through the city a little bit. We didn't. I don't think I just needed a lot. I mean, it was a lot of time. A lot so of so much time. fucking time. It, it it was more than the entire sack, right? I mean, yeah, in the city. It was like during that time where she was like at the house of black and white, or whatever. Remember when? And she was running through the streets for seventeen hours away from that chick. Yeah. And we were like, this is the longest time. This was also the fucking longest time. Too much long time of Arya running. Is that Harry Strickland's horse she hops on? I don't fucking know, but people the- are like, oh, it's Bran. He warged into that horse. And I'm like, I don't fucking know. Oh, I thought you meant like he can transform into horses now. Yeah, that's the thing he does. No, that he check like out, warged into check it. Check out my legs. And, and listen, this horse better mean something. Or if not, this was like a stupid closing out scene to the episode. Oh, Arya finds a random beautiful white horse and climbs on it and goes away. That's how we're at our episode. This horse better belong to somebody important or it better be fucking Bran. The end of my story. Like he, like he warged it? Yes, like he warged into it, like he wargs into things. Like yeah. the thing that he does. I don't think that's the case with the horse. Then why are we seeing the scene? Because it's beautiful. That's, no. No one would be beautiful not seeing the scene and seeing more character development of Jamie. It's life amongst the chaos. No. It was, a, it was definitely a weird thing to focus on. It was weird as fuck. Like it looked cool. If you take it, if you take it out of context and go, "Wow, this is cool," she's reaching for the oar. Like if I just showed you that last thirty seconds, you'd and you'd like, never, cool and you'd never seen an episode before, you'd be like, "Dude, this is fucking awesome." But then in the context, you're like, uh, "I don't really know why." Yeah, exactly. But sure, I don't know why. I yeah. guess you know what Arya's got to take her white horse that's apparently not Bran, and she's gonna ride right back to fucking Winterfell in approximately three hours because time doesn't matter anymore in Westeros. Okay, you don't got to travel for, for 17 episodes anymore to get somewhere. Okay, you snap your fingers, you teleport, you get in the fucking primer box. I don't know. Nice. That's not true. That's not what the primer box did. It's still nice. Um, she got to go kill Danny. Gotta go kill Danny. Maybe. Yeah. If I'm a Batman man, John kills Danny. Uh, I want, uh, if I'm a Batman woman, Ari kills Danny. Um, well, if we're there, are we starting to make up shit? Make up predictions? You want to do that? Yeah, my prediction. Arya kills Danny. I, I got a lot of questions about what's going to go on here. Number one, is there going to be a consequence for Tyrion freeing Jamie? Tyrion lived. Oh, yeah. Tyrion's going to die for sure. Danny lived. Is she going to execute Tyrion? Yeah, probably. Because what we need is, is, is it going to be enough for Jon Snow to do something against her, what he's just witnessed? Like, yes. He, you think he's going to start immediately figuring out how do I take action against her? Not immediately, her? but I think he's going to really, really start thinking about it seriously. One of John's but problems is... I don't think is, he's going to take action against her. I don't think he's going to be one that kills her. John in this chat trial by combat? Trial for whom? Oh, Tyrion. No. Oh, that's kind of clever. It's not going to happen. She's Now she's going to try people? She's like, ah, sometimes I execute them, sometimes I try them, sometimes I definitely never arrest them. Who's Who needs jails? Just burn them up, baby. Who wants to feed prisoners, right? Sure. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Her champion is Drogon. Terry's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I choose Jon Snow. And Danny's like, LOL. That's <laughs> dragon. You know what? How would that play out? Would Drogon kill Jon? I don't think he would. I think he probably would. I don't know, man. That Targaryen shit, dude. I don't know. I choose you, Pikachu. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with all of this shit. Um, they got a lot of fucking loose ends of type in an hour and 20 minutes. I just want to make that clear. Let's talk about it. Just, just Ben to the chat says, trial by combat, Braun comes back and defeats Grey Worm. I'm like, oh yeah, Braun. What about that plot line? 
Is that just gonna be like a dangling fucking thread we're never thread we're never gonna go back to? Probably. <laughs> That's true, right? Wasn't the fuck? Hold on a second. Didn't Cersei hire him to kill Jamie? And she's like, oh, I guess he's failed. Hello, brother. Both, uh, both. Rocks. <laughs> Why did I watch that scene? <laughs> What the fuck? I'm bad now. Benjamin Nine, why do you have to remind me about Braun? And I, now I'm angry. I just forgot about that. He was supposed to maybe kill them according to what Cersei wanted. So I guess she's happy he didn't. And then rocks fall on her head. I can't keep up uh, with this. They have an hour and 20 minutes to wrap up too much shit. The end. And you know what they did? Is they opened up more shit that they were going to need to wrap up that they weren't going to have time for. And that is their fucking problem. This should have been a full season. Mm-hmm. Is that so much to ask? So tell me what they're going to have to wrap up. Go. Where do I begin? Who's going to sit on the Iron Throne? Um, is Danny going to go crazy and kill um, people? Is someone going to have to kill Danny because she goes yes. crazy? What's going to happen to poor Tyrion? What's going to happen to John? What's going to happen to Arya? Is Sansa the most powerful and beautiful and most wonderful person in all of the Seven Kingdoms? Powerful? Probably not. But. Why is Braun in existence? Why did his character come back on the show? I'm confused. Um, how is Ghost? Is he okay? Is Tormund feeding him well? Do they play fetch together? What's it like? Is Bran and Tormund going to have a rebound and then live together with their dog Ghost, which um, was brought up in the chat by, I know, Bruno Tamarock. I was going to say that. Um, <laughs> it's a good name. So is that what's going to happen? Okay, because... That would be my dream ending, okay? If I see Brienne and Tormund and Ghost just all playing together and everybody else is fucking dead. Yeah, a lot of loose ends because obviously Sansa and Brienne are going to have to come back into this episode somehow. There's going to be stuff to, to, to handle there. Yeah, Gentry, what's going on with him? What's going to happen with the dragons? I have so many questions. I don't it, know. Are the people, how are the people going to respond to Danny? My guess is they're going to keep their fucking mouth shut because they don't want to get incinerated. So I'm guessing King's Landing, I guess we're going to see Targaryen flags go up in King's Landing. I'm guessing Danny's going to take her moment to sit on the Iron Throne and everyone's going to have that fucking wallpaper for 100 years. Oh, I'm making my fucking profile picture to the second I see it. Don't you worry. Yep. And then, um, oh God, these guys, we have the episode on the background and Benioff explaining They're how chilling trash. it was for, for, for how chilling, how chilling it was for Danny to, to, to sort of emotionlessly watch Viserys die, the guy that sexually molested her and sold her to uh, the Dothraki. Yeah, yeah, that was cruel to her and smacked her. Why do you think that Danny always <laughs> makes that face now that she makes that's in all the memes? Like new, that trash face. Because she, because through a series of uh, well-calculated plot points, she's descended into madness and that's her madness face. Sorry, there's an important question in the chat. What are they feeding ghosts and how many walks a day does he get? Yeah, those are the questions that matter. Yep. Okay. The most to me. Or where's Nymeria? Can she, can, what's going on with her? How's she doing? She uh, said goodbye to Arya in that circle of I'm wolves. Just, just wondering so how she's doing out there in the world. Like, is she okay? Is she eating okay? How's her pack? Probably pretty good. Do you think she's going to meet all up right. with ghosts, maybe? We're, we're done. We're out of okay. content. We fucking have nothing left interesting to say at all. I thought everything I was saying was interesting. That's good. Um, do you want to do some final thoughts here? I want to like the next episode. I really fucking do. I swear to God, I don't want to come on here and be negative about the next episode. I want to love it. I want to get on the podcast a week from today or whatever and be like, this was a great finale. I really do. How do you think but that my that expectations would be possible? Are so, exactly. My expectations are so low. Okay. But if your expectations are low, that means you're easier to please, correct? That's true. Yes and no. My expectations are low, but at the same time, because I 
love Game of Thrones so much, they can only be so low. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I got you. So it's hard. What would be satisfying? I don't. I don't know. Don't, it's, it's a tough don't, question to Don't ask. try to do too much, which they've already done this season, so they kind of fucked themselves. Um, and I, I want. I want some semblance of a happy ending for the Starks. Okay. I think you're going to get it. That's what I want. You're going to get that. hundred percent. I, I, here's what I think. I think Grey Worm is dead. Thank God. Because I think Danny's dead and I think Grey Worm will somehow be in the mix of that. I am not sure John's fate, but I think John is going after Danny. Um, I don't know what Arya is going to do now. I don't know if this whole epic, like here's all this death and murder and a beautiful white horse. It's life amongst all this death is going to make her sort of like lay down her swords and she's going to go back to Sansa and be like, oh, I don't know what Arya's going to do. I don't have no, I've, I really am lost as to what Arya's going to do. I wouldn't be surprised if Arya went after Danny or John. It's Arya or John. Okay. Has to be. Has to be. You know what? No, I think that, wait, I, no, it'll probably happen. I think that Danny's going to like go down in the basement because like a fuse blows or something and then it's going to like crush her to death like somehow. Mm-hmm. There'll be like an earthquake and she'll die after all this time. Holding, not being, holding Grey Worm? Yeah, not being, Clutching. no, Dario fucking Horus will come back. No. <laughs> and she'll just look and she'll see Dario pops his head around the corner. <laughs> 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 Give me Sansa Stark on the Iron Throne. Yeah. I don't think she wants the Iron Throne. Sansa? Yeah. Yeah, she does. I think she wants to stay in the North. Oh, okay. Yep, I do. Yep. So if they're like, Sansa, you can have the Iron Throne now. She's going to be like, no, I'll stay in Winterfell. She's going to be like, enjoy Winterfell, John. Fucking bah. I don't rule everybody. I don't think she, yeah, I think, I think one of the things we've learned about Sansa over time is that she doesn't want to be anywhere near King's Landing anymore. I think she's got... I think she spent a lot of time. I, th- I think she, as a young girl, was groomed to, to believe that's what she wanted and kind of did and was like, oh, Joffrey, Joffrey. And then she was like, this is horrible. And then she went to Ramsey and she's like, this is fucking horrible. I just want to go home. I just want to go home. And, 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 and now she's home and I don't think she wants to fucking leave Winterfell. I think she wants to kind of run Winterfell. I don't know what Jon's fate's going to be. I think my guess on Sansa is kind of how Jon goes, but I, I feel like Sansa's going to stay in the North. Um, I don't know if John's going to live or die, but I'm almost certain Danny's going to die now, which I didn't think so at Me first. Me neither. Which I didn't think so at first. I said I don't think the show has the guts to, but like, now, that she's, now that she's annihilated a, an entire city of women and children and, and surrendering men, I think that her fate has been sealed with that behavior. And um, and uh, yeah, although my predictions have been kind of shit this season, so don't listen to me. Same. Um, I have no fucking clue how this is going to go. But um I am, uh, I am, I am hopeful. Um, the bar has been sort of readjusted to a more low setting and, um, I'm expecting I'll be like, ah, at the end of it, I hope I'm not bummed. I really hope I love it. Just like you. That's a thing that people understand when you're, when, when, when we are like, ah, about a thing, it's, it's because we care and we want it to be good. We want to like things. That's the reality. We really do. It's true. I want to like things. Sometimes I see things, I'm like, I like that thing, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I see things, I'm like, I didn't like that thing, and then I talk a bunch of shit. Yeah. Okay. They're asking what happens to Drogon. I don't know. I don't think anything is really going to kill Drogon at this point. Except what if Danny dies? I think he'll fly back to old Valyria or some shit and just live among the ruins. 
I hope he has a good owner that feeds him well. I think he'll just leave. I think if Danny dies, Drogon just like, see ya. Peace, bitches. That's a thing. If Danny dies, is he going to go ape shit? And kill a bunch of people? That's why I think John's the X Factor. Because he rode the fucking dragon. Yeah, but he didn't ride Drogon. Drogon looked at him in that stupid fucking scene that they spent all that CGI on so they couldn't fucking pet ghosts later on. But I think there's a connection. If Danny, we, we have to remember, if Danny dies, something's going on with Drogon. Drogon's going to go fucking ballistic unless there's something there with John. That's the only thing I can think of because there's no reason for Drogon not to go, okay, I'm going to finish what she started. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? So there's got to be an X factor there. There's no, clearly Euron doesn't have the horn. So there's got to be the John factor, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know. We'll see. But um, that's it, man. We're done. We're done. We're out of here. We've kind of said what we wanted to say. Um, to recap, some of the good things were Jamie and Tyrion meeting. A little bit of Varys was cool. Varys died kind of like a champ. That was pretty cool. Um, the the Some of the, the cinematography was impressive. I thought the Hound Satyrus character, I liked the interactions between the Hound and Arya. That stuff definitely worth celebrating for sure. Um, but most of the other stuff, which you've already mentioned, were, were the shortcomings for me. A lot of the logistics of the way the battle goes down, a lot of Jamie and Cersei was a huge letdown. Cersei's been a, a, a sad waste of a, of a really good character and a great actress this whole season and, and probably even last season, most of last season. Um, and, um, and yeah. That's just kind of, that's kind of where we are. Oh, shout out to Barristan Selmy, the knight who has long since died after killing a bunch of people and saving Grey Worm's ass. Um, He was the one who in the book actually said the coin flip quote. That's his quote that Varys says, flip a coin. I don't know how it's going to land. Evil bitch. Oh, look, the other side says evil bitch too. Whoops. That sounds so like Barristan Selmy, honestly. (laughs) Barristan Selmy's quote from the book. It's like real in character for him. Shout out to Barristan Selmy. Long may he rest peaceably. I loved him. He was another one who I didn't realize how much I loved till he he was was one of the greatest knights of all time. Yeah. Probably, probably close to number one, if not number one. All right. You guys have a wonderful evening. We appreciate everything. Be nice to each other on the Facebook boards. Embrace each other. Don't be mean. We don't fucking care. Just do you. You do Uh, you. I kind of care. Ignore that. You know, (laughs) be nice. That's all we're asking you to be. Right? But be you. Yeah. Right. But but remember, this is our fucking house. Be nice, but... We'll kill you. We'll straight up fucking murder you. With a dragon. Don't make us... Don't make yourself become an example of our... Of our... Of our mad and crazy... Uh, burning powers because we will we'll kill you we'll burn you up you'll be dead all right you guys have a wonderful evening thank you for tuning in to another episode of the game of Thrones podcast we'll catch you next time for the conclusion of season eight goodbye the show bye Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for checking out LSG Media's coverage of A Game of Thrones. Make sure you check us out on the web at libertystreetgeek.net. That's libertystreetgeek.net, where you can see other shows we have like The Walking Dead and the Science Fiction Film Podcast. All right, folks, we will catch you next week. Have a good one. Have a good one.